Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. For more resources like this, check out trptampa.com. I want to talk today about what it means to be born again. <laughs> and we're going to um, just delve into the main passage, you know, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, right? Yes. Right? Is, are you sure it's what it says? For God so loves the what? Okay, for God so loves the what? God loves the world? Mm -hmm. There's a paradigm shift right there. Many preach God so loved the church that he gave his one and only son, but that's okay. That's not what I'm preaching. On right now, it's not in my notes. Caleb, stay on page here. I get in so much trouble, I get off that iPad. No, it's okay. Anyway, I want to just challenge you not to be overly familiar with things that are eternally impactful. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to challenge you to not become overly familiar with eternal impact. Because they were overly familiar with Jesus and he could do no mighty miracles with him. Among them. In Nazareth, right? It says because they were, over, they were familiar with him, he said, we know you. You grew up here. We know your brothers, your sisters, your cousins. They're all here. Who does this guy think he is? And they took offense at him. So familiarity is the mother of offense. Uh-huh. Good word, Caleb. So, the problem is, Jesus is still unable to do, and it says in your Bible, unable to do, so don't call me a heretic, it says unable, to do many mighty miracles there because of their unbelief. That's what it says. That's what it says. Okay. We can talk about that another time. But, he's also still unable to do it in our midst because of our overly familiarity. Because we're overly familiar with the word. When we become overly familiar with the word, we open this book and we're like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. That stops the flow of miraculous right there. That stops it. So I'm going to read a very popular passage, and I need you to just maybe hear it for the first time. I don't know, whatever you got to do. You know, I talked about it in the first gathering, but you are, you know, you are the gate. It says, lift up your heads. Oh, you gates. Gates don't have heads. People do. It says, you living generations, you ancient doors. It's a personification of, of gates, right? You are the gatekeeper of your heart. You're the gatekeeper of your mind, right? You're the one who lets things in or lets things out. So we need to open our heart gates to receive something new this morning, even though you might know this passage, okay? If you've been in church for five years or more, raise your hand. Raise it really high. Now look around the room. Yeah, is it possible that maybe we've become overly familiar with some eternally impactful things? It's possible, just saying. So, let's make sure to not do that today. Because I'm going to show you something you probably never heard before in this story, I hope. Maybe not. That's okay. I just found it, so it's new to me too. I'm going to have fun. Hopefully you do too. This is John chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. We're going to read it out of the English Standard Version. And this is where Nicodemus, a Pharisee, comes asking Jesus questions. And he opens his heart gate, his mind gate. He opens himself to learn something new. This guy is a Pharisee. He has every pedigree in the world. He doesn't need to learn anything. He's the one who does the learning. You know what I'm saying? He's the one who does the teaching. And he's coming to Jesus and calling him rabbi. He's calling him teacher. That's a a beautiful thing. So this is. let's take an example from Nick at Night. And let's make sure to continue to ask. You didn't like it. It's okay. You don't have to. No, don't too late. Don't courtesy laugh. It's okay. <laughs> courtesy laughs. It's okay. I brought my own encouragement. It's okay. No. <laughs> That's just a really bad, like, pastor dad joke. It's like a combination. Yeah, Nick at night. Anyway, he's coming to Jesus and saying, Rabboni. He's saying what Mary said in the garden. 
when he rose again, when, he, when she knows him. He's saying, you're my teacher. That's what he says. So, and he's at night. He's doing it incognito, you know. But many Pharisees actually followed the way after the resurrection of Christ, if you read in the book of Acts. So it's not once a Pharisee, always a Pharisee. There's hope for you. He did not see that coming. Hallelujah. All right. (laughs) Hey, if the shoe fits, kick it off. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, this is Rabboni. This is my teacher. We know that you are a teacher that comes from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. I'm waiting for that day when all of our religious friends come to us, stuck in legalism, not for us to bring them a better argument, but because what we do is impossible without the presence of God, and they want it. That's what I'm waiting for. That's going on right here. (laughs) Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is, say it with me, born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? He's just grappling with the idea, this new concept. How do I get, how do I, how do I, I already was born, now I'm old. How can I do that? That doesn't make any sense. He's thinking in the natural, you know. And Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, let me just say, if Jesus said that to you and it was the first time you ever heard it, you'd probably have the same response. Okay, give Nick some credit. All right. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be, say with me, born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now just press pause here. Jesus did not speak Greek. Let me set this up. Jesus did not speak Greek. No one would have understood him. Jesus didn't even speak Hebrew. It wasn't commonly spoken. When he was speaking, I know your Bible is Greek, New Testament. I know that. I'm I'm aware. Okay. But Jesus didn't actually use Greek words on his lips. Okay. It was written in Greek so that it could be widely circulated throughout the Western world. Or not the Western world at that time. The the, uh, developed world. Developed world. Yes. So that's why it's written in Greek. And then Hebrew also wasn't spoken or whatever. Jesus would have been speaking Galilean Aramaic. Say this with me. Galilean Aramaic. Did you know that there are Aramaic texts of the Bible? Did you know we know what actually came off the lips of Jesus? Those are documented. You think we might want to use them and be aware of what originally came out of his mouth instead of one translation later? You know, they're translating it into Greek and then it translates into English. You know, like that's already once removed from the spoken language of Jesus. Here's a little fun fact for you. Biblical Hebrew is not spoken today. Biblical Greek is not spoken today. You know what is spoken? Galilean Aramaic. Aramaic still book, spoken in, in Syria, actually, by the way. Streets of Syria speak a dialect that is exactly like the documented Aramaic that Jesus spoke. You can walk the streets of Syria, find a Christian, and say, say the Lord's Prayer, and they will say it just like Jesus said it. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will remain. God is always both and. He wasn't talking about the language there, but it happened because when he speaks, he creates, all right? He's always both and. He's almost never either or. 
Both and. Both and. So that's because he likes mystery. He likes to confuse you. He likes to offend you so that you step over your offense and into the kingdom. That's what he likes to do. (laughs) I also like to offend you. (laughs) If you're hanging out here, you know that, all right? Let me tell you what Jesus actually said. Because what he said meant born again. It meant born from above, which is a great, it's actually a better translation, born from above. But the actual words that came off of Jesus' mouth were, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven unless you be born from the origin. Born from the origin. Now that's extremely important. Let me tell you why. Because he says, unless you are born from the origin, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Then he says, Unless you are born of water and the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Somehow seeing is entering. Somehow entering is seeing. (laughs) Both and. God is always both and. Not always. Almost always. Let me qualify that. He said, born from the origin. Now, I started asking questions like, if you weren't here in first and you weren't here at Vanguard on Thursday, who's heard that before? Born from the origin. Anybody? Yeah. One, two. Awesome. Two out of the whole room. Born from the origin started throwing me. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? And then everything else started to make sense. It says, truly, I say to you, once you're born from the origin, you cannot see the kingdom of God, cannot enter. And then he says, uh, where is it? Unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And I said, what is water and the spirit? He's talking about the origin story of all creation. In Genesis 1, chapter, or chapter 1, verse 2, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God spoke. Jesus said, you have to be born from the origin. And then he said, unless you're born like the earth was born from water and spirit wind, in union with the Word of God, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Let me help you with this. Check it out. Uh, John 3, verse 5 through 6. In the Passion Translation, right in the middle there, Jesus said, he answered, I speak an eternal truth. Unless you are born of water and spirit wind, you will never enter God's kingdom realm. For the natural realm can only give birth to things that are natural. But the spiritual realm gives birth to supernatural life. You have to be born from the origin via another realm. Not getting ahead of myself. Don't get ahead of yourself. The reality is, When Jesus said you must be born again, he was not saying you must have a mental ascent moment or you must change your, you must exchange your philosophy for that of the world for my philosophy. No. He was saying you have to be in union with me in order to be reborn from another realm entirely. Born from the origin. Just like, you know, the waters in the Bible, the waters, the chaotic waters especially, is a picture for the heart of man. Disturbed waters, troubled waters, troubled sea. Revelation talks about it, things like that. It's a motif. It's a repeated image for the heart of mankind. And then there's the sea of glass, right? There's the tranquility of the sea of glass. There's the, the calm waters, Jesus calming the waters, all that stuff. That's a picture of Jesus speaking to your heart and making you calm. You know, he's, he's in the boat, but until he speaks... So, born from the origin, born from that same moment, from the chaotic waters below, to the spirit brooding above the waters. Say brooding. Brooding. That literally is the Hebrew word that means fertilizing eggs. The spirit fertilized its eggs above the waters. And then a seed was spoken. 
Come on. Don't get weirded out. Go with me to another realm. Don't get all natural. Don't get all Nick at night on me, all right? Like, don't get weird. How can a man enter his mother's womb when he is old? Don't, don't do that. Come with me, okay? God spoke, and he says, let there be light. And the Spirit gave birth. I said it a couple weeks ago or last week, but the first Adam was created, crafted by the hand of God, breathed into. The last Adam was born. So what am I talking about here? I'm talking about the picture of God speaking from nothing into something is the same picture as you being born again. When you understand that being born again means being born from the origin in the same effect that there was no universe and God spoke and there was one. There was no you and God spoke and there was you. We've been born again, not of perishable seed, First Peter says, but of imperishable. The word spoken and you become one with the word in his resurrection because Jesus, the word made flesh, died, was buried and rose again with his body, Right? Come on, you know flesh and bone is on the throne, right? Like a body went into heaven. He didn't become a spirit and then just disappear. He took his body to heaven. It's okay. So, you, when he says you must be born from the origin, it's not you asking Jesus into your heart. Hashtag not in the Bible. It's not you changing the way you think only. Like repentance is important. We need to change the way we think. Yes. Amen. You got to change the way you think to even get in on this thing. Hello. But it's not that shallow, guys. This is a completely new creation story. This is there was nothing. God spoke just like spirit and wind. Spirit, wind and water hit. Brooding over the waters. Boom. Born. The earth was born and he went into the earth died and was resurrected and you were co-resurrected with him you were born again when you said yes to him in the spiritual realm you became one with him in his death burial and resurrection that means it has nothing to do with what you do (sighs) that which is born of the flesh is flesh that means your efforts will only bring more effort That means you don't get to try to make you holy and it works. It doesn't work that way. You don't get to work on you. I'm working on, I'm working on, I'm getting closer to God. No, you're deceived. Look at my face. I just don't care. It says in the last days, if possible, even the elect will be deceived. It's possible. Hello. Sorry. I'll be nicer. Look at this. In the message paraphrase, he actually, Eugene Peterson did the message. I never noticed it before. Same verses. He straight out says it. John 3, 5 through 6 in the message. He says, Jesus said, you're not listening. I love that. He's like, you're not listening. I love it. Let me say it again. Unless a person submits to the original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible, a baptism into new life. What is a baptism into new life? It's the wind hovering over the water creation. It's the invisible moving the visible. <laughs> if, unless 
You submit to the original creation. It's not possible to enter God's kingdom. When you look at a baby, it's just that. A body you can look at and touch. But the spirit who takes shape within is formed by something you can't see and touch. The spirit and becomes a living spirit. Are you following this? To be baptized is a prophetic act of being born from the origin. Water and spirit wind. Come on, somebody's going to get this and go home happy. It's going to be good. Here's the deal. You know this verse. I don't have it on the screens, but Ephesians 6, 12 says, We do not wrestle against what? Flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Do you know what that first word is? This is so good. I learned this from Chris Valentin years ago, but I just put it all together this week. Put the pieces together, you know. When it says, we war not against flesh and blood, that means you are not your problem. Are you flesh and blood? Yes or no? Do you have flesh and blood? Okay. Are you your problem? Are you what you were against? No. You thought you were until just now, but that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> just repent at any time. Just blink. Just repent. <laughs> But against rulers, that word rulers in the Greek, you want to know what that word is in the Greek? It's origin. It's beginning. (laughs) We war not against our flesh and blood or your flesh and blood, but against our origin. Our battle is what do we believe about where we began? The first battle for the believer in any form of spiritual maturity is where is your starting point? Who's your daddy? (laughs) We war not against... Flesh and blood, but against origins. It's the origin story that matters. Where did you begin? Did you begin in God? Did you begin afresh just like the world was created afresh, water and spirit? Are you following me? Until you believe that, here's why. Here, look, it says we get a war against rulers, against authorities. Here's why we don't have authority sometimes, because we don't believe our origin. You don't have authority over the authorities that you're supposed to war against, if you don't believe you began in God. (laughs) It gets better. It says, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. I know people that shout at cosmic powers. They know their names. They know all the demons. and And they shout at them. But they come out more beat up than they went in. Okay? They come out more depressed than they went in. And I'm like, who were you talking to in there? Call somebody else. Call the Holy Ghost. Let him help you. I don't understand. You go into intercession, come out sad. You need to call somebody else. You're talking to the wrong person. Wrong number. And so that happens. They're shouting at cosmic powers because they believe they're still half bad, half good. The devil knows who they are. They don't know who they are. (laughs) The rocks know who you are. All creation is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. The trees know who you are. You don't know who you are. If you knew who you were, demons would be bowing at your feet. Instead of taking three hours. I'm so in trouble. Listen, you want authority? Believe your origin. You want to rule over cosmic powers? Get a revelation of your origin in God. Against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Don't even go there until you're sure about where you began. Because it's going to be like the sons of Sceva 2.0. You know, you're just going to get your lunch eaten. You're going to get yourself handed to you. There you go. Here, here's you. I'm going to hand you to you. Remember the sons of Sceva? Yeah. Anyway, guys try to cast out demons. They say, in the name of Jesus and in the name of Paul. And the demons said, we know Jesus. We've heard of Paul, but who are you? 
You want, you want hell to know your name? Get your origin story right. Yeah. Believe where you began. This is what it means to be born from above. Born from the origin. Does this help you at all? Like, you need to realize you became one with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. It's not just cute that we say you're in union with God right now. You are in union with God right now, and your life is his life. You've already been given the mind of Christ. You actually have, you possess right now holiness. It has, Romans 6 in the King James says, you have right now your fruit unto holiness. It says, ye have your fruit unto holiness. It's ye, not you. But anyway. I want to get the authorized translation right. Ye have your fruit unto holiness. That was too sassy. Sorry. <laughs> you have it now. You have eternal life. Anyone who believes in the Son has eternal life. Did you know eternal life is in your chair? Eternal life is not over there waiting for you. You actually have it. You're an eternal being right now. A living gateway. Right now. How does that take effect? How does that become real in your life? How does that become real? You believe your origin is in God. You get born again. Oh, I don't have enough time. There's a lot of this. Listen, this idea of origin is the problem, guys. That's not a baby. That's not a boy. That's not a girl. That attraction isn't unhealthy. Listen. Whenever we take a desire and create a people group, we are way off base, y'all. Just because you have a desire, just because you feel it, doesn't mean you are it. Listen, listen. Right now, right now, like this week, I'm driving on interstate, stressed out. And I just had this desire. To somehow stop my car and everybody else's car and just punch people in the head. That was my desire. Just punch them in the head. That's, I'm being honest with you. I had that desire. Has anyone else had the desire to punch someone in the head? Oh my gosh, we have a people group. I found my people. We need to fight for our rights. We need to make sure that we can vote based on it. We don't get discriminated against. Do we have the right to punch people in the head on the interstate? Because we desire to do that. That's how ridiculous it is. There are, this is so serious, guys. I'm making you laugh on purpose. Okay? Don't lose your joy when I say this because God has overcome. There are people lobbying Washington right now for pedophiles to have rights towards sexual interaction with children. There are people being, spending millions of dollars on that right now. Because they believe, because they feel it, they are it. Because you have those urges, they must be right. You were born this way. Well, you need to be born again. Born from the origin. Now, I think you're picking up what I'm putting down, so I'm going to move on and help you a little bit. Because you might hear what I just said and say, Oh my God, I'm not born again because I have desire. No, I wanted to punch people. I'm the punching people in the head people group. That's, uh, listen, listen. Here's the deal. Here, what now? This is the process of spiritual maturity. Let me help you, okay? You're growing up in a new house. You're born again like a baby. Hello? And you need to unlearn what you've learned and relearn the ways of the kingdom. Don't freak out on yourself. Like, I thought I was saved and then Caleb said, you know. No. (laughs) You're born from the origin and then raised up in the original intent of God. 
Let me say that again. You're born from the origin and then raised up in your original intent with God. Where your new dad, your new father who's adopted you. Let me read this. Ephesians 1, 5 through 6. They don't have it. It says, it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one. It was always his plan to adopt us through our union. Are you following me? So God chose you, adopted you. And now you're being re-raised. And if you think like the world, don't condemn yourself. Just say, hey, that's not how we do it around here. Hear the voice of the Lord saying, no, no, no. We don't do it that way. When they hurt you, you bless them. When they steal from you, you give to them. You're being raised in the household of God. Here's the problem. We're not growing up because we don't even believe we belong in the house of God. We're not growing spiritually because we don't believe our origin. We're not sure. Ooh, do I belong here in the throne room? Yes, you belong on the, on the king's lap in the throne room. Listen, I know who my dad is, and I'm going to end with this best I can. I know who my earthly father is. He's serving in the CEC. He has white hair. His name is Timothy Ray Hires. I know him. I'm not confused about my origin on earth. Hello? Yeah? Simple. This isn't... This is easy. All right? And I know I can go in my dad's house anytime I want. He gave me a key. I can open that door anytime I want. I don't even have to call ahead. I know I can go in the refrigerator and take whatever I want. I can just eat from my dad's refrigerator. I know. You know why I feel authorized to do that? Because I know he's my father. And you might be struggling with your origin if you're not sure you can approach God as a good, good father. Listen, it's okay. You've been taught into this confusion. You've been taught here. You've been taught there's a good dog on the inside and a bad dog on the inside. The one you feed is the one that wins. If you've been in the church more than five years, you've been taught these concepts. It's yin and yang. Half good, half bad. But your Bible says, what fellowship does darkness have with light? None. What harmony does Christ have with the devil? None. God is too big to share space So, now that you can, you can enter into this very easily, say, God, when I was born again, I was born from the origin of your heart. I was born, you imagined me. I was in the image of God, in the image and likeness of God. You understand that everyone still bears the image, but not everyone is like God. We lost the likeness in the fall. And what Jesus did through your union was restore your likeness. As a baby. And now you need to grow the heck up. (laughs) But you won't receive the instruction of a father you're not sure is yours. The whole thing is about your origin, man. That's why Paul said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. That's taken care of. We war against... Our roar is against origin. Origin, origin, origin. Just because you feel it doesn't mean you are it. Just because you did it doesn't mean you are it. You are what he says you are. Period. He chose us. This is, it goes on to say, uh, Ephesians 1, 5 through 6, it was his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace. Listen to this. For the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for us. What? That's a radical statement. How can God love you the same way he loves Jesus? Because you're born from his family in in as much as Jesus is born from his family. 
God loves you the same way he loves you. Let me say it this way. God doesn't love Jesus more than he loves you. I know. This is challenging. I get it. You were born again in union with Christ. That means when when he raised, you raised. As he raised, you were raised. And now you're being raised in the household of God. Learning the ways of Christ. Growing in Christ's likeness. You got the likeness back in your DNA and now it needs to come out. The seed, the imperishable seed is inside. It needs to be watered and grown. Okay? So... How, how, cause how else does this work? You're born again, you're born from the origin, but you still act like the world. So it's like, uh, which one is it? It's like, well, you just need some re-raising. You might need to be taken outside a few minutes and just, you know, you might spare the rod, spoil the child. God does not spare the rod, I'll tell you what. I have had my backside slapped by the Lord in the spirit realm too many times to count. Caleb, nope. The world says that's not okay because they don't know the origin story. They don't know the heart of God. They don't know. And we're confused, just as confused as they are. We need to get our origin right. That's why baptism is so important. It's a prophetic act of being born from the origin, just as the world was created from the mouth of God with spirit and water. There you are. Born again. (sighs) Amen. I feel like there's so much more, but I'm just, you know, just checking. Hold on. I want to do what the Father's doing. Amen? So, so I got lots going on up here. <laughs> but it's not necessarily all what God's breathing on right now. When you came into union with Christ. Yeah, I'm going to say that one thing. Okay, thanks, Holy Ghost. When you came into, sometimes I just start talking. If I don't feel a check, I know it's good. Sometimes I start talking, it's like, eh. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And I, when I say nope, and I do one of these, I'm like, okay, you know. That's just to let you in on my craziness going on, right? right sorry, I don't have that polish, whatever thing. <laughs> don't care, I'm not here for you. <laughs> if you think you need to crucify you, you don't know your origin. If you think that you're half bad, half good, you don't know your origin. God is completely good. There's no part of God that isn't good. (laughs) It says that you were created in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2. We are God's workmanship. The word there is poem. You are God's poetry. Poema. Ephesians 2.10. Look it up. You're God's poetry created in Christ Jesus. You know what that means? Everything it took to create you began in Christ. So if there's some materials inside of Jesus that are evil, then you have a right to say part of you is evil. But if there's nothing in there but light, Jesus said you are the light of the world. You're transferred from the dominion of darkness to the dominion of light and you became the light. You're one with the light of the world. I'm going to say this until... I don't care how long it takes. We're going to say it. Tampa is going to know that Jesus did everything necessary for her wholeness. Tampa's going to know that. You're going to know that. Now, our process now is not trying to complete something he completed. It's opening the gift of salvation. It's opening the gift. You have been sanctified, set apart, and now you need to spiritually mature. You need to grow up. 
The process of spiritual maturity is often mislabeled as sanctification. You're not being set apart. You're not dying daily. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. The life he lives, he lives to God forevermore. So you also must consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God. Born from the origin means you don't have anything in your person. Remember, a baby, you can touch the baby the outside, but the inside is where the person is formed. Are you following me? you got stuff happening on the outside that isn't true to who you really are. Your real life is hidden in Christ Jesus, Colossians 3. Let's get real, that's what I'm telling you. We look at our hands and our feet and our actions and we go, that's who I am. And God is saying, that is not who you are. That's not who my son is. I don't even see that stuff. So if you feel like just major conviction and you feel like maybe, I don't know, it's just, I just want to give permission. Like you're not going to lose something if you get baptized next week and you've already been baptized. Like if you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not even sure because it's not about receiving Jesus. It's about Jesus receiving you. You understand? I don't receive Jesus in my heart. His heart sucks me in. It's got a big tractor beam on it. All right. Come on. I was created in Christ Jesus. Born again means you were born from the origin, from the Word, in union with the Word of God. The Word is Jesus. So we're not. We haven't received Jesus. We haven't. He's received us. We give Him our life. He exchanges your dirty, rotten, wretched, sinner life for perfect sainthood. That's the exchange. I don't remember who it was. I'm trying to remember here, and I need to close. But the the author of this quote, I can't remember, so forgive me. You can find it, I'm sure, online. He said, the Christian life is not a changed life. It's an exchanged life. The Christian life is not a changed life. It's an exchanged life. You exchange your life for his life and you get his. He says, I want you rotten, dirty, nasty. I'll take that and I'll give you me. And I'll give you my origin. Born again from my side at Calvary's cross. Blood and water hit the ground. Born from the side of Calvary's cross. And now you need to grow up knowing you belong in the house of God. That's where authority is released. That's where the kingdom truly advances. Amen. Amen. I'm going to have Scott Smiley and the restoration, come, restoration team come up. This team is here for everyone. Yeah. They have faith for everyone. Are you okay? I feel like I just, I don't want to come, like, whatever. I know this is a lot to chew on, but say, I've been born from the origin. When I was born again. Never to be like you were ever again. That's what happened. If you, want to, if you want to give your life away, if you want to come to the altar and die once, these people are here. Not going to physically die. Don't freak out. Not that kind of team. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what was in my head. No. They will help you. They will help you believe this thing because the work of God is to believe in the Son whom He has sent. Amen? So... This is about starting from the origin so that we can grow up into all things, into Him who is the head, into the mature manhood, Ephesians 4. Amen? Amen. We need to stop wrestling against ourselves and shadow boxing with the enemy, fighting battles that were already won. That keeps you from growing up. That's why we're so spiritually immature. But if we can just say, yes, the Lord did it. I'm born again from the origin. Like the worlds were created from His mouth, so was I. Now I can grow up. 
Now I belong here. I have a key to the throne room. I can sit in daddy's lap on the throne and learn from his heart. Amen? Amen. That's where we're at. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. For more resources like this, check out trptampa.com.